This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Hello again, my beautiful Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast where horror gets gay. This is season 13, episode 18, and tonight we're leaving horror behind and giving a taste of the sublime when we discuss the delicious 1966 comedy, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, starring Don Knotts. And to do that, I have two very special guests, Mr. Stephen Wagner and Trey Dean. But before we do any of that, before we go one step further, please allow me to introduce myself. Hi, my name is Patrick Walsh, and ever since 2010, I've been your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But you're going to have to see them through my very, 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 very gay little eyes. <laughs> well, at least that won't be happening tonight. What could possibly be gay about a 1966 Don Knotts comedy? How about everything, baby? How about everything you know every now and then my beautiful screamers there's an episode that does its best to kill me tonight's episode is one of those it has been so long in the making it was supposed to come out at christmas time then at easter time then at my birthday and now it's my belated birthday it has been one problem after another and it's mostly due to my editing at a certain point i had 12 different editing tracks open why did my editing get so fancy with this movie? I don't know. And the only answer I have for you is because it's Don Knotts. Or maybe perhaps it's due to the fact that Don Knotts is a god and gods demand a blood sacrifice. At this time, The Ghost of Mr. Chicken is not streaming anywhere for free. It is 100% absolutely worth the rental. It's an adorable film. If you don't believe me, I got some friends. We're going to talk about it for a really long time. So why don't we just be quiet and take a listen to the trailer. For the ghost and Mr. Chicken, and then kick off the show. Let me demonstrate. Now, some men are afraid of girls. Well, that's silly. Girls can't hurt you. A brave man just sweeps the female right off her feet. Nothing to it. Some men are afraid of men. No red-blooded American boy should be afraid of men. Ah! Be bold, be firm, and above all, be sure-footed. Some men are afraid of ghosts. That's kid stuff. Uh, do haunted houses scare you? <laughs> They're mortar, stone, and wood. <laughs> well, good, because you're going to spend the murder night in the Simmons house alone. Some men are afraid of their shadows. <laughs> Some shadows are afraid of their men. <laughs> so what is brave? 
How should I know? I'm chicken. Just who do you think you are? A little pipsqueak like you fighting us in court? Just who do you think you are? Drop dead, that's who. All right, Luther, now just calm down. Calm! Calm! Do murder and calm go together? Calm and murder? He'd started as a roving reporter with murder on his beat. Now he's a raving reporter as he tries to solve the mystery of the secret passage, the blood-dripping portrait, the ghostly organist. And you're chicken if you miss this movie. So normally around the winter holidays, I like to have what I call the mildly inappropriate holiday special, where I talk about a movie that really has nothing to do with the holidays or the regular theme of Scream Queens. But there were some circumstances that we couldn't record at the time. But you know what? It's my birthday. So we're having the wildly inappropriate birthday party right now and to do that i have two very special guests the first you already know him you love him he's that man formerly from texas he's my co-host over at dammy wonka lewis and he looks great in a coconut bra ladies and gentlemen boys and girls of my gncs wherever you may be please welcome back to the screen please microphone the fabulous trading Hey, Patrick, how you doing? I'm fabulous, Trey. Good to hear that. Looking fabulous. What's the cup size in your coconut, bro? I can't really tell. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is a... <laughs> It is a big old A cup. <laughs> but listen, listen, that. listeners, if you're going to put a lime in his coconut and shake it all up, please get consent first. Exactly. Or just get me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inappropriate holiday special. I'm making up Mildly for it. Mildly inappropriate. Mildly. Okay, okay. Mildly okay, they, they get me buzzed. They get me just a little bit buzzed. Oh, okay, okay. You didn't have an edible first? That's normally your turn. <laughs> no, I was, I'm clear-headed when I record. Really? Usually. Wow. I, know. I just kind of... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I could take one next time you can see no, the please, before and no, after. Please. Okay, you know what? We have another guest sitting here way in the wings. He is a longtime friend of mine. He is an accomplished character actor. He is an outstanding member of the Russians of Data, and he is the founder of the Don Knotts Appreciation Society. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome back. It's been a long time. The fabulous Mr. Stephen Wagner. How are you this fine day? I'm very good, Stephen. How are you? I'm all good. And by the way, I'd just like to point out that I'm never clear-headed when I record. I'm completely sober, oh, but not clear-headed. I don't think I've ever seen you sober, <laughs> like ever. <laughs> I wouldn't know who you were. Stephen, tell me about this Don Knotts Appreciation Society. Well, it is uh, is a, a group on Facebook where we just, we literally do what the title says. We appreciate Don Knotts. And we have some fun, and uh, if you want, you know, if people who want to post fun stuff about Don Knotts or anything Knotts related, um, including the Great Knotts Landing, which I imagine we'll talk about at some point in the future. Well, I think we might as well get rid of it now because the movie that we're talking about today <laughs> is The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, starring the aforementioned Don, Don Knotts. Knotts, who 
Yes. Steve and I have been talking about how we can start our own religion, kind of like a, a L. Ron Hubbard Dianetics sort of thing, like our own little church of Scientology. Um, like the whole, like we got, like let's elevate Don Knotts to a god because let's face it, he is. Yeah, he is. So if you n- note here, if you don't find what Patrick said ju- just now funny, the Don Knotts Appreciation Society Facebook group is not for you. No, no, because if you didn't find it funny, but instead find, found it deeply inspiring, then it's definitely the place well, for you. Well, it's, then it's for you, too. But if you were just, you know, flatline on it, not for you. <laughs> definitely not for you. If you're like... <laughs> I mean, the thing is, this is my birthday episode, but we're recording it the day before Easter. So I'm just saying, we've been waiting for Don as as as. Donatologist. <laughs> we're awaiting the second coming of Don Knotts, we're, as we like to call the Knotts Landing. So it might be tomorrow. I mean, I mean, he's Don Knotts is the kind of guy who could steal Jesus' thunder. When, oh, God. I'm losing so many lessons by the second. <laughs> <laughs> or am I gaining followers? Or is Don, who knows? Anyway. All you're saying is it could right. happen. <laughs> we could all use a little Don Knotts right now. If. Ever a time in in American history we need Don Knotts, it's right well, I now. I believe we're about to get some. <laughs> we're about yeah. to get a whole whole Bunch. face full of Don Knotts. We're going to get 90s nonstop minutes of Don Knotts. I don't think there's a scene he's not in in this movie. Right. I can't think of one, though. <laughs> Actually, I think you're right. And if there is one, it's stupid. It should be done. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought of one. I thought of one. Alma alone get in get house. Up, get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Lies. But, the specter of Dom not looms over everything. And when he's not there, he's there. He's Damn like, Damn right. Damn right. If you, I, got, I got Dom, 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 Dom down in my heart. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Where? Not in my heart. All right. So, Steve, since it's been a while since you've been here on Scream Queens, I need you to give me a nice tight 30 second encapsulation of the basic plot of the ghost and Mr. Chicken. The clock's are down. No, no pressure. No go, go. Start talking. Okay. Start talking. What are you waiting for? Um, I love this movie, and it's Don Knotts solving crimes in haunted houses, and he's a romantic lead. Okay. That's it. That's all you need to know. Trey, Trey, anything you want to add to that, Trey? Yes, I do. Actually, this was a huge part of my childhood. I love this movie growing up. I haven't seen it since I was probably seven or eight years old. And watching this, I would get so many parts where I'm like, oh, I would know what's going to happen. Like three or four seconds before a punchline hits, I'd remember it. So this movie was like remembering my childhood. All of a sudden, he's getting this craving for tapioca. And he's like, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's <Okay>. why. <laughs> I have never seen this before. Before oh, wow. picking it for the show. For some reason, this evaded me. And here's the thing. This is like nine different. No, I, I have a list of movies that we've got going on in this one movie. The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. It's Rear Window. It's Pleasantville. It's The Music Man. It's His Girl Friday. It's The Front Page. It's The Killer Mockingbird. It's The Crucible. It's House on Haunted Hill. Scooby-Doo. Rebecca. And Gaslight. All, into one. all of those. Yes. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So and the thing that really makes this movie sing is that. It's not just Don Nuts being great. The whole cast, top to bottom, is just this bevy of incredibly skilled character actors who you've seen in everything. Yes. Yes, it is. And they are Very all on so. their A game. Oh, yeah. They are. <laughs> they are. They are grabbing you and pulling you in from the very beginning. I want to see like all these other side characters split off in their little movies because they're all really interesting. Concur. 
concur. When I was going to the IMDb, I wound up, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Delegating parts of it out to both of the guests here because yeah. there's 9,000 characters in this movie and all of them are so accomplished. All of their IMDb's were like pages long. Yep. So, oh, yeah. But it's a, it's a treat of a little movie. The other thing that I forgot to mention, it's all these movies. It's, it's, it's a thriller. It's a haunted house comedy. It's a, you know, a legal battle. It's, it's a small town romance. But it's also the most erotic film you could ever possibly watch. <laughs> What? Because Don Knotts has so many filthy lines, and I'm like, oh yeah, bring it back. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. My favorite though is not from is not spoken by him. Mm. It's Which not. It? It's not spoken by him. <laughs> my my favorite is is uh, delivered by a an, a different actor, not Don Knotts, in this movie. Okay. Well, since I didn't give my encapsulation of the film, I would have to say it's the story about two mean gays who run, who run the town newspaper who just won't let the guy who sets the printing press have his day as a star reporter. Yes, two mean girls. Yeah. Two mean gays. They are the yeah. mean gays. Thank you. <laughs> they are the mean gays. And I can say that because one of them definitely is. Because it's, it's, it's gay Darren from, from B. West. And, and, yeah. and the other one is 100% abusive. The character. I'm not talking yes. about the actor. I have no idea. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ollie. yeah, Ollie, Ollie. But that guy, that character, Ollie is 100 percent abusive. <laughs> yeah, he is just when he, without he is, any the, prompt. The fact that he is shocked. I mean, visibly shocked when he is told, "You don't own me." <laughs> mm-hmm. Who just hates Don Knotts on sight, <laughs> on principle. <laughs> Well, clearly evil right there. Clearly yes. evil. He's clearly an evil person. What else I think is great? It's about these two mean gays because they're they're the they're like the thing that that's weird about this town is that everybody is sixty and over except for like four people. <laughs> <laughs> there I are no that, so you mentioned there it. are no kids in this town except when mm-hmm. they need kids for single shots. There are no kids <laughs> living in this town. They import kids to throw at Don Knotts every now and then. But so you have the two mean gays. You get this Ollie and um, Beckett. Yes. Uh, played by Dick Sargent. And even Dick Sargent's like, you know what? Ollie's not for me. The more he comes in contact with Don Nuts, the more he starts to fall for him <laughs> until he finally realizes that Don Nuts is in love with Alma. And he's like, I can't be around you anymore. He just leaves. <laughs> yeah. I just wish I could quit you. There's so many levels working in this movie. Okay. But on the most obvious one, it's a haunted house comedy. And we start off, like Stephen said, we were talking before the before we started recording. He's like, this movie wastes no time. You know exactly what kind of movie it is as soon as it starts. Stephen, take it away. Tell me what you were telling me before we start recording. Well, I, I was just making sure all of my equipment was working and every, my recording equipment was working and everything. So started the movie from the beginning. And right even before the Universal logo, it's the Bewitch team. It's the beginning of the Bewitch team. <laughs> Yeah, and then you go from there, and the movie starts with just it's, it's Don riding into town, driving into town, yeah. and then immediately the town drunk gets hit over the head with a two by four, falls to the ground, and there's a woman screaming murder from from, from yeah. her upstairs window, right at the beginning of the film. <laughs> and I'll st- the music is this very '60s like. I'm playing it underneath. This, this funky little <laughs> <laughs> sneaky fun comedy, but you know exactly what movie you're in for. I had to, I 
have to correct you on that one because yes, he does. Oh, thinking witnesses. Are, oh, first of all, where 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 are we? We're at Rachel, Indiana. Is that the town? Rachel, Indiana? Rachel Kansas. Kansas. Right. Rachel right. Kansas. We're Rachel, Rachel Kansas. Kansas, and it's a town at a time where alcoholism, domestic abuse, and sexual harassment are hilarious. Well, clearly, they are. because clearly, it's nineteen sixty. Clearly, this character's <laughs> patterned after Otis, the town drunk. From the Andy yeah. Griffith show. <laughs> it's the same actor. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, okay. We got a little ahead of ourselves. Well, not so much, but the the, the writer and directors, uh, bu- 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 um, Alan Rapkin, the director, and the writers, James Fritzell and Everett Greenbaum, they all wrote for Andy Griffith, and they Don Knotts approached him when he was leaving, wrote the, the screenwriter and said, can you write me a script now that I'm leaving this? And they said yes. And Andy Griffith got involved in everything. Like, everybody jumped on board. So all these all these bit players, a lot of them are from Andy Griffith or related to the there's they just got a whole bunch of friends that were really comfortable working together and made a movie. You could even say this is like a long episode of the Andy Griffith show with just a little bit of editing and it would almost feel right. Like Don Knotts is playing, you know, the same character played Andy Griffith, almost Barney Fife. Very Barney Fife-ish. I nip that in the bud, Trey D. Nip it in the <laughs> bud. He, it's not. He is nowhere okay. near. He is so sexually free. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, like, is, is, I mean, he's, he's not playing second fiddle to nobody. No, he's not. I mean, there's no, not. there's definitely shades of of Mr. Furley in this as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they, yeah. Like, if you've ever seen his um the, the like even before Andy Griffith, there's some uh, clips on YouTube of his character, the nervous guy. That's pretty much his character yeah. here. Um, they're very funny. They're very funny. You know what? I just realized if somebody out there doesn't know. Guys, who is Don Knotts? Oh, I'll let you take that, Stephen. Ooh. <laughs> I don't I don't even know how to the answer. The dog that knows. <laughs> Just make it Mickey knows. <laughs> I, my favorite. <laughs> He's a god to my people. <laughs> well, he clearly, I mean, he is, as is referenced in one of his other films, uh, he is the love god. Which which fares much much better than the love guru, which was yes. terrible. Yes. <laughs> like I said, I mean Don Knotts is like this tall, gangly, bug-eyed beanpole of a guy. He's not. I mean, he's like Eddie Deason of the fifties. Yeah, I can see that a little with, bit with without the rape. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 and and yeah. with a lot more sexual magnetism. I, 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 I'm no, no. <laughs> yeah no just a long time comedy genius but um finally this is his first first film and it it's it's adorable i have to say that yes he witnesses uh, uh what he thinks is a murder in the first few seconds of the film i have to correct Stephen because he said that this man was beaten with a two by four which it was not what happened. Don Knotts clearly says it was a two before. Did you get pictures of the body, Luther? <laughs> Left, right, profile, head on. Fine, fine. You actually saw the murder weapon, Luther? Yeah, two before. I got a picture of it. Two before? Yeah, two before. What's up? Don't bother us now, copper. We got a murder on our head. <laughs> it's a two oh, yeah, so it has four. To- <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I think the opening scene really brilliantly also st- kind of sets the precedent that we're going to have side characters who are going to be just as good as Don Knotts because you got the old lady saying, I saw him and he got hit, bam, right over the head. Right over the head. And she just keeps repeating <laughs> like her, that. Her timing and it's, with it's repeating funny. it is, is great. <laughs> and, she never, and she doesn't repeat it too much, just one or two times. 
And you got the idea, and that's oh, it. To be fair, like she goes over the comic rule of three. Oh, yes, she does. Bam, right in the head. I'm, pl I'm playing <laughs> yes. her. I'm playing the, the artist so they'll understand. Albert Weems, he's dead. He's been murdered. Well, don't panic. Don't panic. Oh, Luther, Luther, it was terrible. He was walking along the street when bang, oh. right on the head. Oh. With that. Oh, did you see who did it? No, it was just bang, right on the head. Oh. With that. I've got a picture of it. Let's see. F-32. And it's dark. It's been raining. And, uh, oh, for heaven's sake, stand back, Susanna. Stand back. Get out of the way. And for heaven's sake, don't touch anything. This is all evidence. He was just walking down the street with bang right on the head. All right, I've got a picture of the murder weapon. Bang right on the head. I was just getting ready to brush my teeth and watch Lawrence Wilk. But I looked out the window and... But what also was great about this is that every time she said bang right in the head, whenever she said bang, <laughs> the flash on Don Hunt's cameras went off like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wonderful organized chaos in the right in the opening of this in the movie, and it's very funny. And it doesn't need to be here. It just <laughs> No. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the supporting cast really adds so much to this movie. Everyone. Yeah. So what else is sets up that we learned from this is that, A, he's a, well, he works for the newspaper. He wants to be a reporter. And now he thinks he's witness to crime. So he thinks, oh, this is his big break. So he goes running to the, I guess it's the police station. But yeah. So then he's trying to tell him the whole story. And all right, Luther, give it to me nice and slow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we start. Luther That's can do that. <laughs> Luther can do that. Oh, sure he can. But, yeah, it turns out that he didn't see a murder. It was just a whole, it was the town drunk and his wife hit him with a tube of, It was hilarious domestic abuse and alcoholism. Rolled into one. Like, <laughs> a wool rolled into one. Good stuff. And everyone's just like, oh, those two. I saw you laying there. I want this drunk thrown in the tank. Throw me in the tank? She's the one that hit me with a board that thick. What are you trying to do, make a fool out of me? You don't need much help, Scoop. Put him in number three, Edna June. But you're dead. I am not. I saw you. You did not. I didn't tell you. dead, 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 dead. All right, you two, that's enough. Come on, loved one. Oh. They're going to murder yeah. each other one day. Oh, uh, it's so adorable. I do enjoy, though, how the drug that got hit on the head is the one that winds up in jail. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, also, like, you, you can see where it's going because he's talking about talking about and the drunk stumbles in and you know it's going to be, you know, and, and he looks at the drunk and goes, you're supposed to be dead. And even though I knew it was going to happen, it was still funny. Like you can see some of his jokes coming a mile away, but they're, they're still so funny. They just <laughs> land. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't think I laughed out loud the whole movie, but I had a big goofy grin on. It's that kind of a movie. That kind I of chuckled movie. a few times. I mean, look, a few times. The, at the at the end of the day, the whole thing, in addition to being very funny, is wholesome. There's, you know, it's one of those movies where it's like, there's not really going to be anything scary in it. There's, you know, it's, it's, you can watch it with your kids. You can show it to your kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because even if your kids are afraid of things, like despite the name of the movie and the way it's marketed, it's this haunted house comedy. There's very little ghost stuff in this. Yeah. Like, not even right. the pretend. It's very small part of the plot. It's much more of a love story and this gripping courtroom <laughs> drama. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay because you're populated with this fabulous cast of crazy people. Um, tell me about who's at this boarding house that he lives at. 
Oh, you got these two old ladies um, who are just, they're not in the movie enough, but they're just Mrs. Hutchinson and Mrs. Cobb. And they're just like always trying to one up each other the whole time. And so just watching them try and like just outdo each other is, is, is a thing of beauty. If I'd seen someone laying in front of that spooky old Simmons place, I'd think he was dead too. It's a murder house. I wouldn't go near there for $100. I wouldn't go near there for 200 300 4 5 6 Girls, girls, please. Anyway, it's a murder house. Murder and suicide. And then also, does, does Ollie live in the boarding house as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was, so, that was unclear to me whether he lived there or not, or they just went there for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's also dating Mrs. Cobb. Oh, Ollie gets around. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's gay. He's dating that silent old guy who just <laughs> who never the said anything. Flashlight guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The aggressively quiet guys. Like I'm not. I'm not. I I've been here for 20 years. I haven't gotten a word in edgewise with these two. So I've given up trying. That guy. No. These two. These two old women are among my favorite characters in the movie. They I are an them. absolute hoot. And it's supposed to. A lot of it's out of their their lines aren't funny. Particularly uh, Mrs. Hutchinson, played by Jessalyn Fax. Her face is just <laughs> funny. I was only two blocks away that awful night at my sister Clara's. We were sort of listening to the organ, you know. The midnight bells were ringing. I turned to Clara and I said, Clara, the organ music sounds strange tonight. Well, what did Clara say? She said, yes, it does. You know Clara. They even used Bon Ami. I love that line. And it, and, and that's know. a through, that is there is to a, the end. That joke yes. keeps coming back. <laughs> Say there are still bloodstains on the organ keys. That's right. They've never been able to get them off. And they use Bonami. I wonder how much they got paid by Comet <laughs> to <laughs> shit on Bonami <laughs> bon for the whole movie. Because clearly Bonami can't get the important stains out. <laughs> if you have a blood stain you clean up, don't use Bonami. No, nope, yeah, don't use work. it on your organ. Do not nope. use it on your organ. No, yeah, yeah. Don't 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 use it to get the um stains off your organ. But from them, we get the backstory of the Simmons house. Gentlemen, tell me what went on 20 years ago tomorrow night at the Simmons house. Do you mean the murder house? <laughs> the murder house. <laughs> yes, that would be the one. I'm, I'm not sure if growing up, the phrase murder house was ever used as much as it was in this movie. But apparently... The the owner at that point, um, who's who has left that the house has gone through whatever legal ramifications there are, and now is in the possession of his nephew, who is not the chief from Get Smart. No, 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 no. <laughs> Looks a lot like him, but it's not. It does. Um, and twenty years ago, tomorrow, in the mm -hmm. milieu of the movie. The timeline of the movie. Did you just say milieu? I did. Did you just say milieu? <laughs> <on my laughs> movie? Please continue. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, got into a huge fight with his wife uh, and stabbed her to death with an unknown object. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and then went upstairs to the uh, I'll make sure I get this right the organ loft. <laughs> of course, as one has, <laughs> and played the organ for a while maniacally, and then threw himself out the window. Yes, a horrible murder suicide. Yes, it's an organ loft because if you have a gigantic pipe organ, you want to haul it up five flights of stairs. Clearly, he didn't do that. They paid someone to do that. Yeah. Well, clearly, but it's the most logical place to put an organ. And I don't care. It's a haunted house movie. Let's go for it. But that sets up. This whole thing at the um, at the uh, newspaper office, this thing's going on at the newspaper office. Because tell me about what does he do? What does Don Knotts do at the newspaper? He's a typesetter. He's a typesetter. Yeah, typesetter. And we're getting very close to the first of my favorite side characters from this movie. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the, the janitor. Are, are you talking about Mr. Mr. Kelsey? I am. Uh, the, the Iago of the movie, <laughs> the Irish Iago of the movie, because you have to have an Irishman or a Scotsman in, the, because they're also going to be the former groundskeeper slash gardener at the murder house. <laughs> of course, of course. Now wait a minute, Luther. You didn't do so bad. Your pictures turned out nice. You had a good murder story going there. Only trouble was nobody got killed. No, Mr. Boob, that's me. B-double-O-B, Boob. No, but everything that happens in the plot, every major thing in the plot has been Iago whispered by this chant. <laughs> <laughs> and he's great, and I love him. From the minute he's he set, steps on screen, I love him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that is uh, uh, veteran character actor uh, Liam Redman, who you might remember, horror folks, was in Night of the Demon with... Um, Curse of the Demon is the one that I Cur- saw. It's the same movie. Oh, it is. It's, it's the same. Uh, also, it's the, the same diplomatic corpse. One is the British. Co- <laughs> it, 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 the automatic corpse. Um, Dan Andrews. Dan Andrews. With uh, sort of thinking, sorry. Yeah, Curse of the Curse of the Demon and Night of the Demon is, is the same movie. The British cut does not have the special effect at the end with the demon. The American cut does. They say Americans can't figure this out on <laughs> yeah. their own. We need to give them a Godzilla demon. <laughs> But I, I love him. the minute the minute he steps on screen, yeah. I'm loving it because he does the thing where he doesn't talk to the camera, but he's also not facing Don Knotts. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only other Mr. person in the room. He's kind of off on that like oblique angle, <laughs> just speaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know how you thought you saw a murder out there, Luther? Because that's a murder house. Well, they can't tear it down too soon for me. I'll tell you that. Tear it down? Who's tearing it down? Nick Simmons. But he can't do that without the bank okay in it. He doesn't have clear title to that property. The bank's got a lien on it. Well, I guess he's getting all that cleared up. Oh. So he's back in town, is he? That's what they say. <laughs> yes, and whoever's in the room with him thinks it's their idea. Because it's the janitor, it's a, visible, it's a, whole, cla- it's a whole lesson in classism right there. Yep. Maintenance staff from visible people, yeah, just, even in Rachel. What I love too at a certain point, mean gay number two, Dick Sargent comes bursting in. He's like, "Well, Mister News, I need a three-inch uh, item for a filler. I need a three-inch filler." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I would think, and that I you, said, "Oh, that like if you're going to ask oh, for yeah. it, you'd ask for more." <laughs> well, yeah, it's, <laughs> early, it's, it's, it's early morning. It just started <laughs> off, you know. Well, also it makes me look at Ollie and go. Oh, <laughs> this is why you're mean. Yeah. 
A very small penis. And also, he doesn't know what Don's packing. That's all he's <laughs> going to find out. He's not in love with Don yet because once you get a taste of taste of Luther, you can't get enough. Because uh, his name is his name is uh, Luther Luther Heggs. Luther Heggs, H E G G S. Yeah, Luther Heggs, and yeah. Heggs rhymes with segs, <laughs> and segs is Facebook code for sex now, so you don't get the, the bots to pay. It's all right there. It's all right there in the script. It's a, this man is a is a sex god. So Luther is the Heggs machine. Uh, the Heggs boson, yes. if you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, um, before we go too far down the character actor list, please tell me about Alma. Alma is the youngest woman in the town, single, who is... No, no, you can stop. Seeing, uh, youngest woman in the town. Got it. In the town. <laughs> there you are. Single. Kind of dating Ollie, or everyone just accepts the fact that she's dating Ollie, assumes it. Um, she, she's pretty. She's nice. She's there. She has, she clearly right from the beginning, like you don't, you don't notice it right away, but right yeah. from the beginning, they're setting up that she has some sort of affection and, yes, and not, I don't want to say attraction, but she likes Luther. She likes Luther Hex. Yes. yes. 100%. Hi, Luther. Oh, hi, Alma. Uh, I didn't hear you come up. Oh, well, I was just, uh, <clears throat> uh, how you doing? Fine. I just love the sun, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've always liked the sun. <laughs> <laughs> love your print. Oh, thank you. Mrs. Cobb's niece, Malva, bought a print down at Belson's. It's red with yellow flowers across the... <laughs> Boy, the sun really beats down on a... Hi, Ollie. That old car. Good morning, sugar. Well, you look like a million bucks. Thank you. Oh, Luther. Calver Weems said not to tell anybody he's dead until he says so. Yeah. 100%. I loved Alma, actually. I, I think too. it was a really interesting character, and I think it's a great... Uh, this uh, The actress, uh, Jean Daly... Great choice. Like, I didn't recognize much of what she was in, but I just noticed like she, her, the bulk of her work was between 1960 and 1968. And in that time she did 65 different projects. That is an immense yeah. amount yeah. of work. And she's lovely. She's charming. And she's, she's not playing like 1960s dopey girl. No, she's not, not like at the all. Dopey great. Girl. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, a fully formed woman in this town of, of all people. <laughs> I mean, at very yeah. first, she came across to me in that one scene where she's sitting in the in the car, uh, waiting for I, I guess I guess Ollie Ollie Ollie. Um, yeah, she came across a little Holly Go Lightly. With, I love the sun, and she's you know <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> you know. But it's a you're right. It's a fully formed character in that in that, in that two ninety five yeah. top she has on from the whatever. That's oh yeah, that's a nice, <laughs> nice pattern. Well, I mean, I mean she, she's in her convertible. She honks a horn for Ollie to come out to see her. The the landlady comes out. Why don't you come and join us for for breakfast? She's like, no, I'm just enjoying the sun. You know, and she and everyone compliments on her and her blouse. But she seems like she's a very independent woman. She also knows if she goes in that house, she's gonna get cut in a conversation that goes on for seven hours. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going where they need to go if he goes into that conversation. No, 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 no. no. 
No, and I think that I think it's cute that the only person that thinks those two are dating is Ollie. Like nobody. <laughs> yeah. well, the rest of the town and even the audience at that point are still okay with that because we haven't seen him be really abusive to anybody yet. Hey, Hanks! Wait a minute. What are you doing here? The price tag and your suit's hanging out. That's my press card and you know it. Beckett called, what's up? I got a story, that's what's up. You just said type, little man. If there's a story, I'll handle it. Chief! <laughs> Not yet. No. And we'll say Ollie, Ollie could get it. He looked kind of like, like a 60s version of Greg Kinnear. <laughs> a little dent in his chin and very attractive, but kind of bland or yeah. just very generic. Yeah. But even I he, mean, he's that. He had a personality. He's that. 40s 50s like leading man look yes you know he's got the hair done right for that he's got the he's got the suit he's got the, you know the actor had kind of a nothing role but i thought the actor did a really good job of being charismatic i could see why alma would initially be attracted to ollie he seems like he's a fun guy until unless you're luther heggs right well that pretty right. much goes well, for I mean, a lot of the town at the beginning of this yeah. film <laughs> yeah well yeah. yeah and also it's just that don Knotts is not your typical romantic lead so you need no. someone that is that to contrast him and that's exactly what you get and also oh and he's awful and he's he's an awful person he's gay and he has a small dick surprise <laughs> <laughs> spoiler yeah. but also it sounds like everyone in the town thinks that luther heggs is kind of a joke it's not just ollie Every, i mean the boarding home seems to be kindly to him but they also seem to realize he's a little bit nervous or keyed up so it kind of just through line that everyone no one takes him seriously no one takes Luther Hague seriously in the but town. But they all love him. Like nobody. Yeah, they like him. They like him. <laughs> Most but. of them do. The the Most newspaper guys not so much. <laughs> well, that's because up- they're the mean gays. They have to <laughs> yeah. stand that everybody like if me everywhere he like especially as the movie goes on everybody loves Luther wherever he goes. Oh yeah, but actually Patrick, I do gotta say you asked about this movie. There's one connection I do have to this movie that a relative of mine is in this movie. Oh really? One of one of my cousins on my grandmother's side is Jim Bowles, a character actor, and he's the two these two guys who just kind of pick on Luther a little bit, especially oh, in the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, I know the guy yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one of them is my uncle, Jim Bowles. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin looks so natural. I gotta get a new suit for the funeral. They wonder who's done him in. I don't know. I can't wait to read the morning paper and find out. All right, you two guys, you just better watch it. You see these hands? They're just as hard as steel. Hey, look at him, Billy Ray. He's a karate champion. We better watch ourselves. Go ahead, Luther. Yeah, do something. Why don't you run up an alley and holler fish? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So, So growing up, this movie always had a little bit of a importance to me because my grandmother showed it to me because one of her relatives was in it. And there you go. See, Steve, we just got one degree of separation closer to Don Knox. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. There you go. It's a blessing. It's a blessing on this on this blessing of a day. <laughs> yeah. My favorite character in the whole thing is Mrs. Maxwell. Oh I my God. Halcyon. Yes. <laughs> Halcyon. <laughs> Mr. Beckett. Mr. Beckett. Oh, hello, Mrs. Maxwell. Oh, it's wonderful. The whole town's talking about it. I mean, the article on the uh, Simmons Mansion, absolutely delicious. Uh, Well, thank you. I've had a lot of nice comment about that. But you know, my group and I have always felt there's a very active spirit life in that old house. You mean spooks? (laughs) We prefer manifestations. Her first name is Halcyon. That's so perfect when they drop that. She is played by, oh yeah, go see. Yeah, she's played by Rita Shaw. Mm-hmm. And 
is one of the people in this movie, because I have to assume that the title of this film is a play on The Ghost of Mrs. Muir. Yes. Yes. Because this wasn't the first, this wasn't the first, uh, the first title was called Running Scared. And And I couldn't get a hold of that. And and somebody said, hey, Ghost of Mrs. Muir is popular. Let's do that. Fuck you, Hope Lang. They know she, we know you know what it did, Hope Lang. <laughs> yeah. That was in this movie, but also in The Ghost and Mrs. Muir. Yes. Mm. Also Bewitched and Mary Poppins. And she's, and she's Anne Hagatha. Anne yeah. Hagatha on <laughs> Bewitched. <laughs> and she was in Mary Poppins. Yeah. Pollyanna. She's been in a lot. She, she was really- is serving Eulalie Shin music man bulldog lady <laughs> realness yes grand dam of the small town her hermione gingold and elsa lanchester were probably always up for the same roles that's what i'm guessing <laughs> that is the energy she has and she's glorious she is just this unstoppable like i said t- bulldog tank of a woman who not only is the wife of the bank but what society is she is she the, the president of the occult society of rachel kansas Something like that. Yes, the Ra- the Ra- the Rachel Occult Society. It's the Rachel Women's Masturbation Society is what it is. There's no men in this organization. <laughs> nope. It's very women. If it, to me, it was very reminiscent of the suffragettes in Mary Poppins. Yes. One Grecian very, but very is, like I said, yes, absolutely. She is brilliant <laughs> in this. She's so good. She's so funny. And I like her. She's not off. She's annoying, but she's not off-putting. Oh, she's no, no. Yeah, she's the person you want on your side because she's just going to yes. steamroll over anybody in your way. I loved her. But yeah, she's all about, well, I prefer manifestations. She's talking about the organization, one of my favorite lines was, Whoever she's talking about, she's like, she came home last night and she vibrated for an hour. That's, it. That's, my favorite, that's my favorite line from the movie. She came home last night and vibrated for half an hour. What kind of a man runs his bank on the whims of his wife? Well, you, you, you just don't know Mrs. Maxwell. In the name of heaven, man, I've waited 20 years for this. Well, she owns 51% of the bank's stock for Pete's sake. Don't tell me your wife believes all that Luther Hegg's hogwash. With all her heart, she came home last night and vibrated for an hour. The, the nephew who now owns the house and wants to sell it goes back to the bank, which is run by Mr. Maxwell. And they had had bang, bang. a seance. Maxwell Silverhammer, yes. <laughs> at home. And, and <laughs> so they're talking about her. And he literally says, she came home last night and vibrated for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> At the great scene where we first meet her, where they're having breakfast with a husband, and she's convincing him to like delay the demolishment of the house, you know. And, and the husband's like, "Yes, dear, yes, dear." She's like, "Eat your tapioca, tapioca, like, eat your tapioca." Halcyon, I promised Nicholas Simmons that I would clear the title by the first of the week. Then you haven't signed the final papers yet. Well, no, 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 I haven't. Uh, Milo, do you realize how long it's been since we've had a local manifestation? We always have to go out of town, as far away as Wooster, Ohio. Oh, Halcyon. Now, don't all Halcyon me, Milo. You don't seem to realize the cosmic importance of this. Why, this is bigger than the, than the Whispering Steeple in Kansas City. It's bigger than, than the Headless Ballet Dancer in Dublin Island. And it's even bigger than the day our dear Teresa received that personal message from Rudolph Valentino in Toledo. Milo, you will not sign those papers. Oh, but dear, you won't. 
But dear, you won't. But I, I own fifty-one percent of the bank stock. I won't. Milo, you didn't eat your tapioca. No wonder you have a nervous stomach. This is a world where tapioca and Jello are both appropriate dessert. <laughs> <laughs> but no, <laughs> darling, do you know how long it's been since we've had a local manifestation? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> no, it's Milo. Her husband is Milo. 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 Dear Milo, eat your tapioca, Milo. <laughs> and then later he's trying to explain to Mr. Simmons why he has to delay everything. He's like, well, you haven't met Halcyon. <laughs> this, poor, this poor man has been able to give his wife an orgasm. And he has to go all the way to Wooster, Ohio to get one. <laughs> I don't know. See, Patrick, when she was saying... Eat, Patrick, when she was saying, eat your tapioca, I thought that was code for something. There was a bowl of tapioca. And, and there may have been a continuity error there because I did not notice. Inappropriate. I did not notice the tapioca in front of him. And this may, this may be just me, but I didn't notice oh. until after she said, eat your tapioca. No. <laughs> No, it's there the whole time because the thing that I noticed with this movie, and this is how you know everybody's a pro, there's a lots of scenes with people eating. Nobody actually eats. These people are pros at making it look like they're eating without eating. <laughs> Donuts they move shit around on the plate. They they you know they have, have noodles. They, they'll have out a, they'll, they get all they'll, they'll get all the way up to the mouth and they'll start talking. <laughs> But they're all really skilled, and that's a TV thing. Like, it's good yeah. at this. <laughs> you, can't, you can't actually eat the food, because if you have to eat the food, they have to replace the food every shot. We don't have that kind of a budget. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So, the thing is that, um, all right, we talked about, we talked about um, the janitor playing Iago. What idea does he put into Donut's ear? To spend the night in the Simmons mansion to do a follow-up story. Hello, Luther. It was just 20 years ago this week. They were both found dead. This week? They say what happened was this. The two of them was in the master bedroom arguing. He was in a jealous rage. Suddenly he became violent, stabbed her right in the throat. They never did find out what with. Then he went completely loco. He ran up into the tower, blood dripping from his hands, and played that pipe organ of his. It was Midnight Luther, and he sat there playing and laughing and screaming to beat the band. When the music reached its peak, he suddenly jumped up and threw himself out the window. They say the ghost of old man Simmons still climbs the tower and plays the organ at midnight. Luther! Ah! Let's have that door! Well, me, I just don't happen to believe in ghosts, particularly. You know, Luther, I got an idea how you could write a story for the paper. How? That filler. I think folks would be interested in reading about the Simmons case again. It'd been the 20th anniversary and all. You mean write my own story instead of using a standard filler? Sure. Do you think I'd dare do that? Of course you do. You know why? Because you got spunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I guess I got that for my mother. She had plenty of spunk. Well, first of all, first of all, doesn't he pretty much, doesn't he pretty much write the three-inch filler for Don Knotts, for Luther? 
the, doesn't he almost dictate it to him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, and it, yeah. It was just uh, 20 years ago, come this Tuesday, that the bodies of Mr. and Mrs. Simmons were found. Yeah, initially yeah. he just, he writes something about the upcoming anniversary of the house. It's just the three-inch filler. That opens the door for the mean gays to have the idea planted into their head <laughs> that they should do, they should send somebody in to spend the night. By the janitor. Because, the janitor plants that, the idea in their head. Because that yeah. three-inch filler they think they, yeah, they think is it. wildly popular in the town. <laughs> popular? Well, Rachel, Kansas, you know. <laughs> With they love a good one. I mean, come on, what other people? news stories did they have that day? <laughs> it's a murder mansion. Say, Holly, a good reaction on that story in the Simmons place. Do more on it. Do more? I haven't done anything on it yet. Nick Simmons won't even see me. You mean you didn't write this? <laughs> no, this isn't mine. My idea was the passing of a landmark. Well, you didn't write it, and I didn't write it. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> um, do you know something about this, Mr. Kelsey? Oh, uh, oh what was that, Mr. Baker? I, I'm afraid I wasn't following the conversation. Oh, uh, this. Oh, the Luther Haig story. Luther. I should have known this was Luther's work. Here, get this. The horribleness and the awfulness of it will never actually be forgotten? You know, tomorrow night is the 20th anniversary of the murder and suicide. We ought to capitalize on it, you know, do it with a, a fresh approach. I think somebody ought to spend the anniversary night in the house. You know, I've got an idea. I think somebody ought to spend the anniversary night in the house. Hey, great. Leave it to me. I'll get in there just a little before midnight. No, no, not you, Wally. What we need is someone with a, a wild imagination. Someone who's a, a, a bit of a coward. Someone who's a, a little superstitious. Luther, you all right? I'm fine. Luther, of course. But he can't write. You'll help him. They're going to send Don Knotts in to, to spend the, the night. night. And they think this, you know, they're do, the, the mean gays are doing it to be mean gays. Like, <laughs> let's send no. him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luther. Oh, yes, sir. Congratulations on that filler. It was a great story. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I was hoping you wouldn't mind. We're going to do a uh, follow-up. Front page lead, and you're going to write it. Uh, a byline for me? Oh, for God's sakes. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, you ought to know better than to ask that, Chief. The supernatural doesn't bother you. Not a speck. Uh, do haunted houses scare you? They're mortar, stone, and wood. Well, good, because you're going to spend the murder night in the Simmons house alone. Oh, well, now, uh, just a second. Uh, uh, What's the matter, Ace? You scared? Oh, well, heck no. You kidding? It's just that I uh, got to check my bowling schedule and everything. Oh, well, you think it over, Luther, and let us know tomorrow. And I love, I love the, the, so he's going to be there like at 1130 at night and he's just sitting there and everyone's around him. So it's like, he's going to execution. I guess this is it. <laughs> Goodbye, Luther. <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. God willing. 
in the boarding house and they're all just looking at him. He's just like sitting all alone, staring straight ahead. And they're all looking at him with concern on their face. I think we're glossing over something here because he goes to stake it out the night before and he's walking in front of the house and all of a sudden the nephew just shows up. Why are you walking in front of my house? Up. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And the nephew is immediately an asshole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't know who the villain of the piece is, you're an idiot, but it's not that kind of movie. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. damn well, this is your bad guy. He wants the house torn down. He's mean to everybody for no reason. Yes. He's, he sues Don Knotts later in the movie for no reason with a completely frivolous lawsuit. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it's all fabulous. But yeah, he's an asshole. They're all asshole. Um, but he very clearly doesn't want any of it, doesn't want anybody going in the house. He doesn't want this story to happen because he just wants it torn down really quick. Oh, oh, yes. Good morning, Nicholas. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry that I'm late. But we had a seance at the house last night, and it ran on until all hours. It was a surprise seance for Mrs. Maxwell. Her birthday, you know. Don't tell me you believe in that sort of thing, Milo. Well, it means the world and all to Mrs. Maxwell. Did you sign the papers? Is the title cleared? The title? Uh, the papers. Oh, 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 the house, the yes. house, yes, the house. Well, uh, uh, no, no, as a matter of fact, no. Uh, but uh, Delroy Fleming promises to sign the quick deed today. That'll be it, then? Well, I sign after, and then that should finalize it. I can get my bulldozers in on Monday, then. Well, now, I don't understand that, Nicholas. Why bulldoze it down? If you took it down piece by piece, you could sell some of that beautiful woodwork. Your uncle imported all that hand-carved work. Why, that must be worth a fortune. the time I've got to get back to Chicago. Oh. Now, you're sure I can start on Monday, then? Well, I, I foresee no problems, Nicholas. And Don Knotts is getting in the way of that happening. Don Knotts is a big, actually, lanky monkey wrench that gets thrown well, into actually, his it's, it's Halcyon's getting in the way of it, because Halcyon's the one who uh, doesn't let Milo give the money to Mr. Simmons. So, yeah. What I can't figure out here, though, at this point in the film is like, is breaking and entering just okay in, in, in this town? <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, because Don Knox has absolutely no permission from anyone to be inside this house. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, clearly you're not familiar with the laws of the universal backlot. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's later their own nation. They, they have their own sovereign nation. <laughs> oh, later on. I want to talk about the way the law works in Rachel, Kansas, because oh, I got questions. <laughs> I got some questions about the judge, but we'll get to that. We're not let there it yet. wash over you. Just let it wash over you. So what happens when Donut stays the night in this spooky old house? Uh, it, it's first he goes into the basement. <laughs> The coal chute. And then a little Victrola <laughs> covered in the coal chute. You're right. Through he goes the into the coal chute. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> the coal chute is a much sexier entrance into the yes. <laughs> And in the basement, there's like a record player, Victrola, that starts playing by itself uh, at ridiculous speed. <laughs> but I think that this is, it looks like an old, creepy, you know, old dark house, ends up in the great cramped organ loft. You see it's covered in cobwebs and there are the keys there with blood on them and it starts to play by itself. And then he runs downstairs. Oh, so go ahead, Patrick. No, I was going to say, and what does he see when he tries to flee the organ loft? I don't No, that's downstairs. No. He goes downstairs into the living room. He's and there's fleeing. A He's fleeing. He's fleeing. Yeah. And he has a beautiful portrait of Mrs. Simmons and there's a pair of garden shears 
stuck in her neck, sticking out with blood coming out of it. That as a kid freaked me out. That's still even watching this like, that's a cool image. Belle was upset, like, because it's not just, there's not just a bloody pair of shears stuck in the portrait. The blood is actively squirting. Yeah, no, it's not yeah, that the, it's out not the, that the blood down. coming out of her neck is part of the portrait. It's pouring out of the portrait. Yeah, <laughs> it's real blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah they, neither of the shears. No, yes. They've, <laughs> yeah, they've real suddenly shears. added. Yeah. And they weren't there earlier, so that was a great little effect. I liked it. The the thing that was really most key for me in this scene was when he's just kind of trying to bed down and he's just setting up his sleeping bag. And it's just a close-up of his face and you just hear an unzipping noise. And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Getting ready and then for he the gets night. back in, you hear it zipping up, and he's this little Don Nuts burrito. I'm like, oh, look at him. Look at how snugly he is. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if, Mr. You know, if either of you <laughs> B -O -O -B. was involved with camping or anything as a child. The type of sleeping bag that Don has in this movie is commonly known as a mummy bag. So that fits in ah, with the whole there you go. You know, haunted house theme of the movie. Mm -hmm. But is it a Billy Mummy bag? <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave now. Yeah, the, you, you, you get those in the cornfields. Don Knotts writes the story for the paper about what mm -hmm. he experienced. Well, Mean Gay number two leans over Don Knotts and, <laughs> uses, and over. uses the typewriter to write the story. <laughs> it was terrible. It was just terrible. Okay, now, Luther, tell us what happened. It was terrible. It was just terrible. Oh, no, he's going to cry. Now, steady now, Luther. Tell us about it. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. Hey, great opening line. Uh, I'll never get over it as long as I live. Okay, Luther, go on. Look out the house. Lightning, thunder. Zoom, zoom, down the coal chute. I arrived at the house. Giving careful consideration to the most advantageous means of entry, I selected the coal chute. Well, okay, and here's the thing. Okay, so at the beginning of the movie, when you have, you know, the drunk getting hit with a two-by-four, he's taking pictures of it. No one thinks to go to the Simmons mansion and take pictures of the portrait with his shear stuck in it. They just are like, oh, he says this. Let's print it and forget about the house. Well, remember, the only— They don't go back to the house. He didn't bring any of his stuff from the opening scene. The only thing he—he's not toting his camera around anymore. The only thing he has with him now is the sleeping bag and a flashlight. <laughs> and and that's the thing. No one goes back— to, Anyway, this is reality intruding. I was like, no one goes back to the house afterwards? Okay, that's fine. Yet. Rachel because Kansas. when Don not speaks, you believe. You're <laughs> right. Yeah, Don Knotts. You do not question him. And, and that story sells out like wildfire. So much so they throw him a picnic. They throw him a picnic, <laughs> town picnic party. All of this is bananas. He is, With he, printed signs. He is now the speaker at the Chamber of Commerce picnic luncheon. Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> He is a he is the rock star that we have always known he was. The fact that he just walks on he walks on screen and like the band starts playing and the crowd <laughs> starts cheering. Oh, here comes Luther! That is how it should be. Just your knees, people. Don Knotts is in the goddamn building. And now, and once again, there's so many character bits in this part where they're. Oh, I'm sorry. Now we're coming up. 
to my number so two choice from the supporting cast, who has a single line. Yeah. It's Loretta, the character Loretta Prime, played by Sandra Gould, who was also in Bewitched, The Brady Bunch, and my mm-hmm. favorite credit of hers, oh. All-Star Rock and Wrestling Saturday Spectacular, where she is credited as <laughs> Faye Flamboyant. <laughs> There you go. Well, what does she say? I don't remember. Like, oh, she's like, I, oh, I get to serve the speaker or something like that. Like, that, like that's it. She brings plates oh, of food yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. and she gives them to Luther and to Alma. And she has that one. She's like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm feeding the I'm feeding the speaker. And then she's gone. <laughs> speaker. Oh. <laughs> well, then you also got the homeless guy. Like the, the cops checking him and goes, "Coc, you're good. Coc, you're good. Coc." And then the homeless guy's there. Wait a minute, you're not Coc. And literally, this bum he like throws him out, and everyone's laughing. No, no, no. <sighs> he was trying to get in as a Rotary member. <laughs> as a Rotary <laughs> member, yeah. On the Rotary. On the Rotary. <laughs> and then, of course, Halcyon shows up with her whole team, and they're like, like in a row, and they touch Luther, and like a vibration goes through all of and them. Damn right it does. <laughs> damn right it does. And from the Group moment climax. that the story is well published in the local newspaper, up until far beyond this moment in the film, and this is where most of the kids come in, <laughs> people are asking Luther for his autograph. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they, they kept children in basements to sacrifice to John Knotts <laughs> on this day. Exactly. Because we never see any. You never see him again. See, no, no. Nope. And there's somewhere in this bit, there's a nice little bit where he goes and he, he um, goes out to have a lunch date with Alma. Oh my God. This scene is comedy gold. Comedy <laughs> gold. It's, but yeah, it's before, it's before they go on. What, the, okay, something I like about Alma, which I realized the second time through, she makes the first move three times. Yeah. Oh, she she asked him out twice. Yeah. Basically, it's like, are you, are you going to put your arm around me or not? I, I loved that. Yeah. And it wasn't in that 60s, in your face feminist kind of way. It was just nicely done. She I mean, knows not, she has to give him a little bit of nudge. Luther! Hi. Oh, hi, Alma. <laughs> are you you're going to lunch? No, I was just on my way in to have lunch. Oh, going to, going to have lunch, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what time is it? <laughs> oh. Uh, 12 o'clock. Yeah, well, that's lunchtime, all right. <laughs> Why don't we have lunch together? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, well, wait, I, first I got, I, I have to mail this for Mr. Beckett right away. Oh, huh? well, listen, I'll go in and get us a booth and order for you. What would you like? Well, uh, 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 chicken noodle soup. Okay, fine. Mm. See you in a minute. I'm having chicken noodle soup with Alma. But, but so, so he takes out to eat, but there's only one chair left at a table that has another guy there. So poor Don, he's sitting there and she's sitting down and they bring him his food and he's like having to stand up. And then the with other the guy girl gets up his dreams. with the girl. The he got a dreams. date with the girl whose dreams. And they won't let him sit at the table <laughs> because some guy's taking seven hours to eat his fucking jello. <laughs> oh, well, this was the only table left. But this gentleman is just about finished. I'm almost up to my jello. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you went out to a diner to buy jello. That's the kind of world we're in. Thank you. Uh, who gets the soup? 
Yours truly. Oh. Just put it right there. Okay. Uh, can you manage? Oh, sure. <laughs> Do you have any more assignments? Well, as a matter of fact, it's just possible that something very big is about to break. <clears throat> Don't mention this to anybody. I may do a follow-up on the Simmons story. They want me to spend tonight in the Simmons house. It's the 20th anniversary of the murder-suicide, you know. I know. Gee, that's an exciting idea. You know, even though most people say they don't believe in ghosts, it takes an awful lot of nerve to spend a night in that spooky old place. Mm, spunk. <laughs> Are you going to do it? Well, uh, aren't you through with your jello? <laughs> Ollie comes right in, in. And Ollie just slides right in. Almost like that's mean this gay scene. number and two just, just slides right in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, aren't you through with your jello? <laughs> Hi, baby. Sorry I couldn't have lunch with you. Ollie, that's Luther's chair. Oh, what's the word, Heggs? You gonna spend the night in the house or aren't you? Well, I. Uh... I'm giving two to one all over town that you're not gonna do it, and I'm not getting too many takers either. But it's just Dart Knotts trying to eat chicken noodle soup while standing up so he's like three feet from the ball. Comedy gold. With this, it's not <laughs> laugh out loud funny, but it's so stupid. It's he so, wakes at work. And I was reading, it was reading, I don't know if you were on IMDb, apparently the scene took all all day to shoot <laughs> because they all kept laughing. Like, full full cast breaking over and over. the background of the diner scene. And, and he's so polite about everything. He's just trying to, he's trying, he's, he tried to tell her just what the big plan is. Like, oh, that's a big secret. Just looks at the guy. He's like, "Are you through with your jelly?" <laughs> because, like I said, this guy is a TV pro. He's been moving that jello around the ball for like seventeen minutes. The one thing Can't I did notice it. in the background of this scene, and it's very progressive for 1966. It's an integrated lunch counter. Oh, that's good. Yep. There are a couple of uh, people of color sitting down, yeah. and there's a woman working at the uh, register. <laughs> Put this on my tap. You don't have a tap. No tap. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you something, Ollie. I'm afraid you're going to lose a lot of money because come 1130 tonight, I'll be there. Goodbye, Emma. Put that on my tab. You haven't got a tab. And, and and they don't oversell the jokes. Like Don Knotts is at a 10, but so everyone else kind of – Balances them out a little bit. Well, well, most of the people do. Well, it, it also just like when he's at a 10 is usually when the story, someone comes along and puts a pin in him. <laughs> yeah. And just deflates him and makes him look like an idiot. Like in this scene, he's leaving it a half like, he's like, I, I, and he's like, I, well, I'm going to tell the story and everyone's going to be, a, uh, everyone's going to think I'm great. He's storming out in a half because put that on my tab. You don't have a tab. He doesn't come back and bear. Like he was making his grand exit. Yeah. Well, I love it. Which going reminds me of a story. Um, I there's a, a frequent friend of the show, the host of um, I just completely blanked on the name of their podcast. I'll fix it in post. But um, Joel is an improv comedian. He does shows at the Pit, and he used to do this horror based improv show. And I went one night, and the woman sitting next to me had very long hair, and she kept flipping it in my face. Mm -hmm. 
the first time I did it, I was like, I'll let it go. The second time I did it, I, she did it. I got annoyed. The third time, I was, <laughs> the fifth time, I had had enough. So I waited till they were like changing the scenes in the improv. So the lights went out for a second. I was like, I've, I've already told her, like, could you please stop? Flipping your hair in my face, and she kept doing it. I was like, blah, 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 How dare you? You are so rude. Blah, blah, blah. Stormstar up the stairs. Slam. And then I realized my phone had fallen out of my pocket. <laughs> oh, no. Excuse me, I forgot my phone. Good day. Good day. Slam. <laughs> I forgot this. <laughs> Just toss your hair. <laughs> Well, I, I, the thing is that, the, I, that when, when they did their shows, they always put little bits of Halloween candy on all the chairs before the show. And uh, they were late, so I ate all of their Halloween candy, so I didn't feel oh, bad. Oh, she like, was mad. No, she was you know mad what? at you. No, I, I, I preemptively <laughs> got justice. Like, and your candy was delicious. <laughs> and discontinued. Nobody cares. So, but, um, yeah, so, so, so Luther's a big celebrity until what happens? Oh, so, but then uh, Mr. Simmons sues him. And the newspaper. And it's never, <laughs> I guess for, for. Libel. Libel. And the newspaper libel. for libel. Which, Which okay. No, because that's not how libel works. But you know what? Just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they, they, they once mentioned he defamed the name. Whatever information was printed was personally damaging to him. It was damaging to the family name. Which I don't think that's the way that works, but I'm yeah. not from Rachel, Kansas. <laughs> no. Well, let's get right down to business. Now, Higgs, as you know, I'm suing you personally, and Beckett, I'm suing the Rachel Courier Express, of which you're editor and owner. Now, if I win this suit, and I will, I'm going to take the paper. And if I take Beckett's paper, where are you going to work, Mr. Higgs? I don't know. Chicago Treb. Pittsburgh Press, maybe. Now, I don't want to sue and waste all that time in court, so I have an alternative to offer. Simply publish the fact that this story is a figment of Hegg's imagination, and I'll call off the suit. What do you say? In other words, you want a retraction. Is that it? Exactly. Your family is your family name is known for the people who own the murder house who did the murder in the murder house. So I'm not sure how much worse your family name could get, but yeah. let's just go with it. He just wants money. He just wants money. He just He's just being the bad guy. So I guess the trial is the very well, wait, next no, day. No, no, no. Can, can, yes, and nobody has anything else to do we, because the whole town is there. Are we just going to skip over the elevator like guy? We haven't had the elevator <laughs> scene. Which is so good. Oh, my God. Is <laughs> no, we're not going to skip over the elevator guy. Who clearly is the worst person at their job in town. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Step down. Step down. Step down. Step down. Step up, please. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Higgs. Oh, oh, step up. Wait a minute. <laughs> he can get the elevator either a foot low or two feet it's high. The, it's either old, one. So the character is one the old-time elevator operator who actually used to have to make it go up and down with a lever, I guess you would call that. Yeah. And this guy is terrible at his job. <laughs> because... They're going to meet about <laughs> the summons for the libel suit, like in Simmons' hotel room. 
The Simmons summons. The Simmons summons. Like not in not in the lawyer's office. What? Didn't just going to meet in a hotel room. No, so and no I also noticed that Gay Darren had no problem getting in and out of the elevator that was not lined up at the floor properly because he's nor he's used to getting his legs really high up. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. But yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, I even I, I was for a while I was like, wait, why are they being sued? Because it's just so it's like just mentioned in passing. Let it go. Yeah, let go. it go. Yep. You said my house is haunted. Oh, and it's not even like you said my house is haunted. I won't be able to sell it. Yeah. He's tearing it down. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It has to forward the drama along. It's a set. Just mm -hmm. do, the, the movie also doesn't give you time to think about anything either. <laughs> that which is a good no, thing. It's, it's yeah. movie. It's not slow. Because it doesn't matter. Nothing here is normal. Like this town is completely ridiculous. Everybody in yeah. it is ridiculous. So the fact that it's a ridiculous lawsuit, fine. It doesn't matter because it's high drama camp. Hold on a second. There was something that was really. Oh, my favorite part of the hotel movie was when Mr. Simmons got up and Don Knotts' face. And says, <laughs> Who do you think you are? And I said. That's fucking Don Knotts. Nice. He's the coolest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's who he is. Don't you forget it, ma'am. Baldy, who's not the Chiefs. But you're right, though, Patrick. The single, the, the, the trial is the single biggest event that's happened in Rachel, Kansas in God knows who long, how long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Since the murder. Since the murder that made the murder house. Because that's all anybody yeah. talks about is that the murder of this. That's all that's ever happened. Yeah. But before the trial, though, you have the date with Alma and the porch. Right, right. Oh, right, right. Which I thought was sweet. And, and this is where Alma shows some some of her own agency. I loved all that. But, of course, it starts off really hot because he comes out like, man, I really love that pounded steak. I'm like, girl. Boy, that was just about the best pounded steak I ever ate. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mother really is a wonderful cook. Oh, yeah, she is. Boy, guy could get fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your mom knows how to put out a pounded steak. I'm like, a what now? Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> a what now? Well, at one point, she like, almost says, I don't date Ollie as much as the town thinks I do, which I liked. I guess we're having lunch together again. Yes, we are. <laughs> Would you like to have lunch some evening? Oh, uh, that is to say, of course, uh, uh, would be uh, uh, dinner. Well, uh, I, I understand. <clears throat> I understand. Uh, you and Ollie and everything. <laughs> Not necessarily. You mean uh, you and Ollie aren't? Uh... Not as much as people think. Oh. Would you like to have dinner Sunday night? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. And she even says in a, in a matter of fact way, like, oh, time to look at the They think they do. So she's aware. Yeah. Well, he says at one point, he's like, Don Nutt's sister is like, I'm playing the audio. He goes, so you and our Ollie? And she's like, no, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the only person who seems to know this? Why do you he's think gay. he works in a newspaper? Yeah. The newspaper guy is gay. You don't own me, Ollie. You're gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that all about? What? That cute little nip on the cheek. What's going on? You don't own me, Ollie. You never did. Oh. Well, excuse me. You are the gay. only criticism I have with the whole movie is I wish they had made Don Knotts. Like, why is she like Don Knotts? I mean, he's not. They. I wish they'd given him at least one moment of backbone or something where you can see what she sees in him or something of 
braver because I don't know. Well, the only thing is that she doesn't see it, but he does tell off oh. Simmons in the hotel room. She doesn't see that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I beg to differ. I think he's he's sweet. He's yeah. a he's a genuinely nice guy, and he's nervous, and he's like she knows in that relationship she'll be in charge. Yeah, she will. <laughs> she will. He respects the ground that she walks on in a normal kind of way. He treats her like a human being and treats her with respect, and that uh, you don't see a lot of that in this movie. Most of the interactions with Alma are with Ollie, so she's being treated like garbage and right, taken. or just just yeah, he's very dismissive of her. But she has a thankless role where she has to be in love with Don Knotts, but she actually comes across really well in this movie like i like her like she adds a lot to the role which is a stock role he's the only man in town in her age yeah. range that's not a homosexual yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's very likable i mean she 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 manages to convey a lot with a few with very little dialogue no i yes yeah, i very love winning. i love this whole scene on the porch it's adorable alma do you think i'm crazy luther what a silly question well some people seem to think so you know very well the whole town is behind you. Billy Ray Fox and guys like that ain't. Well, Billy Ray Fox's opinion isn't worth a, a hill of beans. <laughs> hill of beans. <laughs> it's very, very sweet. And he's doing that nervous guy thing. He just keeps starting the same. He just never gets to asking around. Just got to keep asking around things. We're plenty of audio for this and it'd be perfect. You know something, Alma? What? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, the, the thing is this, Alma. <clears throat> I mean, well, you're a darn attractive girl. Thank you. Yeah, well, that, that, that's okay. Uh, me, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy, and well, I mean, <clears throat> what I mean to say is, you, you, you take, take your average guy, and you're, you're above average girl. And well, the point is that the people of well, but the, what I'm trying to say is that, that average, average is just, just, just darn lucky to be sitting on the same porch with above average. And what I mean by that is Luther, that... are you trying to say that you like me? Yeah. I like you too, Luther. And also we get to we get to learn that he knows karate. Oh god. What was that you just did? Oh, that was just that's karate. I didn't know you knew karate. Oh yeah, I've been studying it by mail for years. My whole body's a weapon. That he oh, learned man. in a correspondence course. <laughs> that is the best part. Well, I was of like, that. He's also learning to be a journalist through correspondence class. My entire body is a weapon. I'm like, I know, baby. We all know. We the know. The fact that he learned karate via correspondence <laughs> Look at you. is the best part of him knowing karate. <laughs> well, doesn't he say he's also learned to be a journalist through correspondence class as well? <laughs> through correspondence course. Uh, yeah. That's cute. The because the thing is with the karate correspondence course, I was picturing those like yep. at home dance lessons that they had in the in the seventies where you put the footprints, footprints on the floor. And That's yeah. my picture of karate, <laughs> but with handprints on bodies. I, yeah, uh-huh, exactly, exactly. What I loved about this whole trial scene, this is where it turns into To Kill a Mockingbird, but it's also the Crucible. 
because the entire psychic society are like the the the, the, the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Maxwell! Mrs. Maxwell! The cosmic vibration! Oh, the divine emanations! Hail, cosmic cheat! Haro! Haro! Salaman! When Mr. Simmons walks into the courtroom and they all hiss at him, it's like, there's act. Wait, there's the thing. This is <laughs> <laughs> so great. And then when, when Luther walks through, they do all the vibrations again. Woo! And they're like down a line, just. Oh. Dono, Dono, Solomon. And it's right before the courtroom. So it's, it's on the steps of the courthouse <laughs> where Alma finally, you know, no. gives uh, Ollie his, his walking papers. Oh. Yeah. And it's like, you don't own me, Ollie. Yeah, you're gay. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> and he is flabbergasted that anyone would um, have gall to speak to him this way. And it's at that moment that he decides that if Simmons doesn't take Luther down, he's gonna. He's kind of written out of the movie out of after this part. Like he goes up to Luther and goes, I don't care if it costs me my job. I hope you go down in flames. Because if Simmons wins. They're going to lose the newspaper, and that's last we see of Ollie. You know, dramatic queen, scorched earth, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, uh, one of the things I want to talk about in this um, in this court scene is that one of the witnesses is his old his teacher. Third grade yes. teacher. Yes. The old teacher is played by third grade teacher is played by Ellen Cornby. Ellen Corby was Grandma Walton. Oh, and also famously a real life lesbian. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Her and, grandma and grandpa Walton were both gay. Yeah, there you, I remember that now. There's some interesting talks behind the scenes. And her entire testimony. Good night, John Boy. Mm. <laughs> her entire testimony during this is just oh, chef's kiss. Because the damning evidence is that 30 years ago, as a little boy, he kind of inflated the truth. Which no, 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 no. Well, just, we, we can't start yeah. there. 30 years ago. <laughs> no, no. The key. No, the key. The, no. Hold on. The key thing is when they ask him to describe Luther, Luther Hanks, she goes, he's painfully thin and keyed up. <laughs> uh, how would you describe Mr. Hanks as a boy? Oh, Luther was a very good boy. He got three blue stars in deportment and three gold stars in penmanship. How else would you describe it? He was painfully thin and very keyed up. Painfully thin and keyed up. That's some of my autobiography. Painfully thin and keyed up. The most important, yes, the important, the most important thing about her testimony for me was her describing the way he used to eat his sandwiches. Oh, yes. <laughs> because he didn't like to eat the crusts <laughs> on his sandwich, but not in the way that other people do. Well, for one thing, he never ate the crusts on his sandwiches at lunch. I object. I move that that statement be stricken from the record. A lot of people trim the crusts on their bread. Young man, he didn't trim them. He ate the inside out and left the crust. <laughs> Which is the, the sexiest thing I've ever heard. How do you do that? <laughs> That's why everybody loves Don. Don will eat it from the inside out. <laughs> it's in the script. Stop looking at me like that. And, and, his, and he ate the, he ate a sandwich. He didn't like the crust of his sandwiches, and his shoes were always well, there are shoes. Both of those, and they're brought up in, in the courtroom. <laughs> How else did he behave? Being keyed up, I mean. 
His shoes fell off a lot, but I suppose that could be because he was so thin and ran so much. That, okay, that's the biggest turn on now is go to a lady and go, I'm going to eat you the way you don't eat sandwiches <laughs> from the inside out. No crust allowed. <laughs> well, and that he had like a radio feeling that he said he got messages from Admiral Byrd. Oh, yeah. To, uh, yeah, uh, to impress Mary Jane Panucci. He told Mary Jane Panucci that the filling in his eye tooth was a shortwave radio, and he used to get messages from Admiral Byrd. <laughs> so, well, so sweet that she tells that he looks at it, at, 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 I guess the lawyer goes, I only wanted her to like me. I just wanted her to like me, and I was like, oh, oh nuts. Yeah. I like you. And of the thing that we haven't mentioned, throughout the movie, there's a recurring line, Attaboy, Luther! Attaboy, Luther! <laughs> I don't know what actor that was because I don't think he was on on screen saying it at any point. No, but he's never on camera. I loved it. But in any public gathering, <laughs> every time we saw it at the um, Chamber of Commerce thing, where like the mayor's out. Thank you, Mayor and fellow Rachelanians. <clears throat> I am proud to be here today. Attaboy, Luther. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy, Mayor. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, that was Andy Griffith's contribution to the trip to the script. I said that is such an Andy Griffith trip. Now you just quiet down, Luther. Or I'm going to have to cite you for contempt. And there are my brother's shoes. That's why they fell off. Attaboy, Luther. <laughs> that it, it works through the whole movie. One hundred percent Andy Griffith trip. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, classical, uh, classic. Uh, what do they call it? Um, um, I can't think of the comedy, the French comedy, where it's all funny because it just keeps repeating itself. Ding dong. The phrase that Patrick is looking for is commedia dell'arte, the classic Italian comedy style. boy, Patrick. It's only funny because it keeps repeating. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things in comedy where it's like, okay, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny. It's not funny anymore. It's not funny. But you push through it and get back to the, come around the circle to the back to the fun. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I also love that during this whole dramatic, which is long, this is the yeah. long trial scene, the whole town is on his side, except the villain and the mean game. And you have the great judge who's just, you know, where's my water? Can't start without the water of the Bible. Judge Harley Nash. It's all right, Charlie, I'm here. All right, you folks, let's have a little quiet here. And a boy, Judge! Now, uh, this is a case of libel. Nicholas Simmons versus Luther Haggs, Mile Beckett, and the Rachel Courier Express. Where's my water, Charlie? The thing is, what I love with all these character players is that all that you can tell that this was the character they played in everything. That's why it's they're all so good. They had this one character and they've got it down to a science. But also, my second favorite character was in the scene. Who is it? Mr. Gaylord Patty. Your full name, sir? Gaylord Patty. That's me. That's me. I'm Gaylord Patty. <laughs> yes, yes, I can see that. <laughs> now then, I understand that you, Mr. Patty, have heard the organ playing in the Simmons mansion. Am I correct, sir? You are. I have heard organ music coming from the tower of the Simmons Mansion on three separate occasions. That's why I came to you, Mr. Springer. And at what time did you hear this music? At the stroke of midnight. And what else have you heard coming from the Simmons Mansion, Mr. Petty? On the first occasion, a woman screamed. And on the second and third occasions, a man screamed. 
what kind of screams were they, Mr. Patty? Wild, maniacal screams. Thank you. And they said, you're also part of the UFO Society. Well, yes, I am. And where did you have the last meeting? Well, on Mars. Your witness. Mr. Patty, I understand that you're president of the International Conclave for Unidentified Flying Objects. That is correct, sir. Where was your last meeting held? On Mars. (laughs) Ah, Gaylord Patty doesn't show up till the movie is two-thirds over. Whips everybody up into a frenzy, fucks off, never seen again. My kind of a role. And just every everything he says with the same tone and same amount of conviction. And of course, once he says, oh, we held on to Mars, boop, okay, he's gone. We've essentially almost sunk the defense here. Almost, but Luther still has to testify in his own defense, which of course brings total pandemonium to the courtroom. I'm asking you a question, Higgs. Can't you curb your imagination for one minute? Can't you curb your tongue for a minute? Boy, Luther. <laughs> Quiet now. Isn't it true, Heggs, that you were offered a full-time job as a reporter if you brought back a sensational story from that house? A story which, in truth, you made up out of your own head. No, that's not true. I saw those things. Yes, yes. I heard those things. He heard those things. Those church bells rang. Yeah! And then the, the I forgot what it was. The judge is like, "Let's go there tonight. Let's go to the house tonight and see it." Which I'm like, "How the fuck?" The entire town's gone. <laughs> All six thousand residents of Rachel are going to this house at midnight. I don't know whether I believe in ghosts or not. Many of the night I've talked about this with my missus, but I do know there's only one way of finding out if there's something going on in that Simmons place. This court hereby orders. The jury and interested parties to meet here in front of this courthouse at 1130 tonight. And we're going down to the Simmons house and see for ourselves. Courts adjourned. Well, that's why I was like, Patrick, I was like, how does the law work in Rachel, Kansas? <laughs> Just let it happen. Let it, it happens like normal. It's TV rules. It's the <laughs> rules of the universal backlot. It's like America town, Trey. You're right. Just, just let it happen. Because at some point, like, we've got to stop it. And then tonight we're going to meet in front of the house at 1130 and go inside. <laughs> this also had one of my favorite moments, and it came from an extra. What was it? Don Knotts' speech in front of the house <laughs> is so great. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to watch while I duplicate my movements. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Donna. <laughs> you might see some frightening things, but don't panic. You're in no real personal harm. <laughs> but and then he marches in, but there's an extra. One of the, one of the psychic society reaches out to touch him just as he's leaving, and then gets the like, very person like he's, too, like he's too divine to touch. Yeah. And like floats back into the crowd. I'm like that was that's exactly the way you try to touch Don Knotts. You try to do it and then you just don't. <laughs> yep, you can't. Because <laughs> you're not worthy. Yeah. You, are you not can't worthy. handle the knots. You can't. You can't. Do knots. Do knots be touching him without consent. <laughs> Don knots. <laughs> and also I just want to say, like, of course we go through and nothing works. Well, first of all, wait, wait. First of all, there's one person who is a spectator in the courtroom 
who's allowed to go into the house. And it's Alma. Because she's with she's with Don. Yeah. <laughs> she's not part of the yeah. trial, officially oh, Alma, part of the right, trial right, at right. all. But she's yeah, his yeah. plus one, basically. <laughs> so she's allowed she's allowed well, to go into the I, house. Because <laughs> by this point, Luther has enough power in the town. The one hot under 40 girl can go wherever the hell Luther she wants whenever she wants. By, the, by this point in the film, in town, to be like, no, she's with me. <laughs> and they go in the house, and it pretty much immediately, you see the portrait, and nothing's, the, the, the knives aren't there. She's or the shears aren't there. Aren't there. Nothing. And there's not no. even a mark. There's not a hole it's, in the portrait either. Portrait. Now, I'm going to take you on a tour, duplicating my movements of that night. Now, you're apt to see some pretty frightening things, but don't panic. You're in no real personal danger. Now, you ladies of the jury, stay close together. Hold hands if you wish. Now, first, I'm going to take you into the den and then up to the organ loft. Say, Higgs, isn't that the picture of Mrs. Simmons you were talking about? Yeah, well, first, I want to take you into the den. It is, isn't it? Uh, where's the garden shear? Where's the blood? Seems to me there should be a hole in it somewhere. Well, I'm sure there is. I'll, let me, I'll just show you. Uh, well, I mean, well, that's funny. Maybe that's not the same picture. I don't think that's the same picture. That's okay, Luther. If you've seen one picture of a woman with shears stuck in her throat, you've seen them all. And there was this segment where he, there was like a, um, an, a, a bookcase opens up to, you know, a hidden staircase, and that doesn't work. <laughs> and, I, and I took a book and I threw it. <laughs> bam! The power open. Right here it is. You're going to see the opening panel. Now, I was standing about right here. I picked up a book and I threw it in the bookcase and whoosh, she opened. I, I, I picked up a book and I threw it and whoosh. Whoosh. Well, they, they, they picked up a book and I... Oh, I can't understand it. It, it, it opens up. There's, there's a staircase in there and everything. He's a real loser. Luther, it's uh, almost midnight. Maybe we better be getting along to the organ part of it. But I can't understand it. It opened right up. Whoosh. That's right. No, 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 no. I took about another Bam! 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 Just throwing books at a bookcase and nothing's happening. Yep. So nothing's working. And we go up to the organ loft. And I just want to say that the organ's inability to perform on command is not a reflection on Don Knotts or his virility. No. I think, I think the organ had performance anxiety being in well, the presence of a loved one. Well, wasn't just being watched. so many people there. It, not by that many people. Yeah. Not by that many people. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Don Knotts alone is okay, but you got a crowd watching you. All of a sudden, the whole thing's changing. <laughs> come on, come on, baby, come, come on. One and a two and we we wa 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 we Luther. I think that's about it. But, but it played. I'm telling you, it played. You saw the bloodstains on the keys. 
Yeah, so nothing happens, but yeah, they're all upstairs in Oregon Loft, and Alma's downstairs, and it's nice that she still believes Don Knotts, and she's like checking the bookshelf. Well, no, no, she does go, she goes upstairs, and then while everyone's still in the Oregon Loft, she goes back down, no, I'm going to figure out how this bookcase works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which I liked. I did too, because it took her out of the realm that she's just the girl to be loved, that she's going to be the smart one who solves this. And she finds there's like a little lever next to the um, the fireplace, and she turns it, and sure enough, it opens up. I just want to say, Stephen, remember in my old house, that, that staircase that was in my kitchen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we had the big grand staircase out front, and then there was that other, the, the maid staircase. When we first moved in, it was a secret passage like that. Cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> For the servants. I lived, in, I lived in an ancient house. But my parents ripped it out. I'm like, are you crazy? We had a secret passage, and we didn't use it. That sucks. And yes, I know I said sneaker passage, but I said that during the Private Eyes episode, and I also said it again by mistake during the Curse of the Living Corpse episode that we had sneaker passages. So now I've coined a phrase, and I'm keeping it forever. Using the phrase three times that he sneaker. Sneaker passages. They're for They're for sneaking. They're they're, they're specifically for sneaking. Like you have a secret passage where you can hide things, but this is one for sneaking. So it's a sneaker passage. Okay, just let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. (laughs) None of this solution makes any sense. (laughs) No. (laughs) The whole concept of let's go see what actually happens in the house at midnight completely fails and the defense is wrecked. The defense against this lawsuit is wrecked because nothing happens. So everyone leaves leaves. (laughs) in disgust. And Don and and Luther leaves without knowing where Alma is. (laughs) Yeah, he's got things on his mind. It's it's been a rough night. He probably thinks she just left already. He probably thinks he already disappointed her. Well, yeah, I mean, he probably thought that she left with everybody else. And as he's leaving, you hear the organ start to play. And that was a great little bit. Yes. That was cool. And he goes upstairs and runs upstairs. And you see someone at the organ hunched over. You don't see their face. They're playing away. Oh, I knew from his I knew from his his silhouette who it was. I was like, like, yeah, all right. I thought this would get you back in here, Luther. Where are the others? They all left. You mean the you? Yeah. It was me played the organ the night you were here. I stabbed the painting, everything. But when the organ was playing, there was nobody at it. There's a tuning keyboard under the pipes. Oh. Where were you tonight? That dumb Herky wouldn't let me in. What's this all about? I don't understand. <laughs> that sounds like Alma. It turns around and it's it's the janitor. It's Kelsey. Iago <laughs> goes. I'm everything from who's here done to the, all of it. <laughs> everything from here to the end of the film makes less sense than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Doo makes more sense than all this. No, it's it's one hundred percent Scooby Doo logic. You just gotta let it wash over you because yeah. yes, he's playing the organ and yes, he's the one who stabbed the portrait and yes, he did all the scary ghosty stuff. But he's not the villain. Nope, he's a good guy. Because then you hear almost scream. Well, but why was he not yeah. in the room the, the first night that Luther was there playing the organ? It was playing itself because there's a tuning keyboard downstairs. All right. That's how organ lofts work, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't fortunate enough. To <laughs> well, and then, and then this night they wouldn't let him in the house because he's not part of the... 
I don't know if you remember, Stephen, but we had an organ in my house as well. Oh, I know. Did it have a tuning? <laughs> no, it was one of those was one of those seventies organs. Yeah, it was like my parents thought were cool for them to have for the swing this. Yes, for the swinging sex parties. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we didn't have a tuning pedal. But yeah, but no, we had an organ and we had a sneaker passage. So I pretty much lived. This is the, this is like a autobiography of this movie. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but no, it's this whole convoluted thing that 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 it was that the murderer. Okay, who's the murderer? It's Mr. Simmons. Mr. Simmons. Yeah, the Mr. Simmons killed his that. mother and his father twenty years ago, or whatever it was. Yes, the nephew. And, and he has got Alma hostage. Yes. And he's the one who killed Mrs. and Mr. Simmons. And his alibi was he wasn't anywhere near them when really the secret passage debunks his alibi. Yeah. And the gardener knew this, but couldn't tell anyone because he killed Mrs. Simmons with a gardener's shears. Implicate. So the gardener took the shears and hid them, but right. couldn't because tell that anyone. That would have been anything. set up way back 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But now that he's getting ready to demolish the house, he wants to like trick. Mr. Simmons, I don't know. It's it happens. He's had a grudge for twenty years. There's an opportunity to work it out. All he Iago the shit out of it. Good for you. It doesn't have to make sense to us. Doesn't matter. It's his problem. Everything came out okay. I'm good. Never makes any sense. But karate saves the day. That made me very happy. Well, this is this is so great though. Is that okay? So Alma and Mr. Simmons are in the secret passage, which goes from the, the organ loft downstairs. So you have. They're being confronted by Mr. By Don Knotts and the janitor. And the janitor says, go quick, go downstairs the other way and hit him off Quite past. loudly, I might add. <laughs> yes. And Don Knotts takes off. And Mr. Simmons doesn't give a damn. He's got almost like a like a, a knife to her throat or something. So Luther goes down, opens the secret passage, and sees right there Mr. Simmons and Alma. And Mr. Simmons has no clue. And he starts like karate chop him. Once again, Mr. Simmons doesn't even have a clue that he's being hit on the back. Nope, nope, <laughs> no, not at all. So, so Luther Until, just decides to like run into him, like like a like a like a, a full on football gridiron tackle, <laughs> and it works because the hands weren't enough. His <laughs> whole body, body is, is a weapon. weapon. We've heard that three times, and this is the payoff. <laughs> yep. You knocked Simmons out, Luther? That's right. Karate. Made my whole body a weapon. <laughs> and oh boy, is it. Man, when you get hit with Don Knotts, you feel it all through you. <laughs> That'll take you down. <laughs> and then, down the count. very much in the Scooby-Doo vein, they've now got the villain tied to a chair. Tied to a chair with <laughs> rope. It's so great. <laughs> with like two strands of rope. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because all the people who came to show up for this big event, like the whole town's there except the police force. <laughs> yeah. You're right. She doesn't show up. Who were and there? Who were there at the beginning of that scene? They were directing traffic outside the, the murder house at the beginning <laughs> of this whole sequence. <laughs> well, the judge is there, so you skip, you, you skip the police and go straight to the judge. We don't need evidence. It's best they're not there so they can kill Mr. Simmons and just have their own vigilante justice. <laughs> that's the next picnic. Which which will make this make the movie Oklahoma, the end of Oklahoma. So, well, this never happened. He died. We don't know how he died. He just died. <laughs> he was bad, so it's okay. Let's sing. Uh, and then we cut to the last scene of the we movie. We cut directly from that moment. The wedding. <laughs> To Luther and Alma's wedding. 
which was yeah. a very modest wedding. I liked. She had a nice, simple little white dress she on. Looked she looked adorable. She looked ad- at a boy, Luther. <laughs> <laughs> one more at a boy. There'll be one more on the wedding night, but that was, <laughs> we can't show that yet. At a boy, Alma. <laughs> Where is that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> but then, as they get married, as they leave, you hear the organ start to play. And then it plays into the theme your song. Standard, your, one of your standard wedding exit pieces of music. Yeah. And then it morphs yeah. into the Oh, which, game. by the way, we, we, have, <laughs> we haven't talked about. So the organ music is the music's theme, theme. just on the organ. So you hear this song you, yeah. you know, as, as the, the score, but the organ plays the same score whenever it plays. And then at the very end, You've got the wedding march to the movie, movie's theme. They all look, and it's playing by itself, and the movie ends. And no one has noticed that there's no organist for this whole ceremony, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Don Knotts is in the room. All eyes should be on him. This is an adorable, silly little movie. Very, It's it harmless. Is. It's sweet. It's just one big smile from start to finish. It is adorable. Yes. I cannot argue that. And watching as an adult, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it that much. I thought it would be mostly nostalgia. And it, it fairly holds up for the most part. Yes, because Trey and I, we recently, well, not recently, but, you know, in the in the re- semi-recent past, we covered The Private Eyes. And that movie yes. has not held up. <laughs> no. It's, it's got good bits, but, yeah, it's – if it's it chicken, like, it was a good fast 90 minutes. It was over but before you know, I knew like, it. Like, you're right, Patrick. Like, these are these old-school – character actors that have played these characters forever and they're good at it and every last one of them is hitting every mark and i did like that don i don't you know it didn't have to rest on i'm don knots he just really like everyone else contributed as well this was very much like the imdb for this is insane like there's a lot of people in this movie yeah it's like a low budget movie. And it's, there's so many people, there's so many people with great bits who are great character actors who aren't even listed in the credits, which is amazing. Like one of my other favorite characters is the cop at the picnic. Get out of here. Get out of here. You know, that guy that had one character, like the set, the quasi gay cop yeah. on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Like I know I've seen him before playing this exact yeah. role, but it was just nice to see. Those people. It was, it's a nice homey feel to this movie. And maybe that's just because we're, we're Gen X and we grew up on these old sitcoms. Yes. Maybe these, Younger kids wouldn't get it, but well, I mean, funny is funny about what time it is, and Don Knotts is funny. He's charming, even now. I mean, he's just the one line where he's like, "Why don't you go run down an alley and yell fish or some <laughs> just these little things?" Just, but he sells it. I mean, he, he's he's a very light touch. Everyone in this has a great light touch. I mean, I don't really remember this particular film from growing up. Like the ones that were the Don Knotts stuff that was right in my wheelhouse when I was growing up was Apple Dumpling Gang. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, why my parents would let me watch Three's Company during, <laughs> you know, during its, its like initial TV run. I'm like, why did you let me watch that when I was seven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't question. Thank them. Thank them. Yeah. They knew how to raise you right, Stephen. They knew how to yeah. raise you right. Um, the, yeah, the thing in my wheelhouse was I uh, for the Donuts movies. I remember the Incredible Mr. Limpet being on all the time on TV. That I saw mm-hmm. a million times. Um, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I don't know how that held up. But uh, the thing is, and this movie was a big hit too. It was the number one movie. So good for them of the year, or 
of the weekend. week that it opened. But okay, it, good. It, That's good. It, it made so. like a million, over a million dollars its opening weekend in 1966. That's a huge, that's a huge thing. And he was with, and he wasn't a bankable star. They just, he was just from Andy Griffith. Huh. So. Well, I remember that this movie apparently was saying was that the attaboy, it started a trend of people yelling out, attaboy, and the thing during speeches. And even the Farley brothers, I think, put that in Kingpin as a reference nice. to this. Nice. Yeah. Because this was playing on TV all the time as a kid. So I saw this so many times up until I was like eight or nine. You know, I think it, I seem to remember that it would play on TV, but my brother wouldn't watch it. So if he wasn't watching it, I didn't get to watch it. it this was not cool enough for him. But uh, what I like about it is that it's, it's not a kid's movie, but it's okay for kids. Yes. Like, it's not for children. It's not. Yeah. It wasn't made for kids, but it was completely acceptable to let your kids watch this. Yeah. This is a good gateway horror movie. Like, that's what it was for me. It was a good gateway horror movie because yeah. it is a little bit creepy. I mean, the sheer stuck in the, the portrait with the blood coming down, like, that's straight out of, like, Roger Corman, Vincent Price. Like, that 100%. was. 100%. 100%. And the fact that it's squirting, and the fact that it's squirting is upsetting. Although when Don Notch is around, I also squirt, but that's not the point right now. My one of my other favorite lines I forgot to touch on. It's one of the what's one of the it's one of the old ladies in the boarding house, which is recording uh recalling the night of the murder. And I went up the stairs, and there it was, this massive organ. And she looked at Don Notch. I'm like, yeah, we know. <laughs> well, just the lines. <laughs> Do murder and calm go together? <laughs> calm and murder? It's just, I love him in this movie. He's so funny. Well, also, the speech he gives at the Chamber of Commerce is so terrible. It's, he just gets up there and freezes. Courage. It's the one moment in the movie that's uncomfortable as an audience member. Because yes. you're like, ooh, this is this is bad. This <laughs> But yeah, it works in the context of this film. Yeah, exactly. That And that scene in particular, that speech is 100% his nervous man character that made him popular before Andy Griffith. Yeah, I can, mm. I can see that. As the nervous okay. weatherman and stuff. I, I, I'll show you clips of them. It's exactly this. Like at this one, he does like one, like it's a commercial for pills to help you relax. And he's just, <laughs> just completely well, fucked I mean, up. Y'all are actors. Y'all should be able to know this. But like they say, it, it takes, it's hard to play dumb. I think it's hard, or hard to play drunk. It's hard to play that nervous and that bad of a speech, right? Of, of giving a speech like that can't be easy to be that bad without being comical. Cause it said it's, it's painful to watch and he does a really good job. Clearly if, if you're cringe, getting a role the kids like that, like you're an actor and you are comfortable having people watch. Exactly. You, you know? <laughs> yeah. And just and for him to be that awkward, I was like that, that's, that's good acting. And the other thing was that the screenwriters worked with him on Andy Griffith. They were the Andy Griffith mm. screenwriters, so they know how to write for this guy. Mm -hmm. And he's not playing that bit for a laugh. He's not over-exaggerating. I mean, he's just bad, but it's not like comically bad. It is just No, it's not. Bad. It's not what a lot of actors would choose to do with that scene. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what I love, as cringe as it is, the audience doesn't care. They're like, yeah! Best yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not turning into a shit. They're it's all just... having their manifestations and vibrations. <laughs> and they, like the kids still want Luther's autograph. Yeah. <laughs> well, just when you work with words, words are your work. It's just, I could sit there and quote this movie all day. And then poor thing. And then poor thing. I guess after, after uh, Don Knotts and Alma get married, they have to leave town. 
Come back in 20 years. You can live here again. Yeah, exactly. Too young. You're too young. Go you can't have live kids here. somewhere else. Else. And then when you're <laughs> old, here. come back here. This is a retirement community. Rachel, Kansas, we don't stand for any pre-menopausal women who are married. Since bald bad guy who's not chief from <laughs> Get Smart is clearly in prison by the end of this movie, who gets the house? <laughs> the psychic, the, the, the psychic group is going to make it their headquarters. House is going to end up with a house. I think it's up with a house. That you think that he's in prison now? <laughs> I didn't see him get arrested. I didn't see a trial. I think he just disappeared. Nope. <laughs> well, yeah, and they, she, they, they her, hu- her husband owns the bank, so the bank owns the house. So it's her house now. Yes, that's. That's why I'm saying how it's going to end up Tapioca as a cool society. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, happy. everyone, damn right. And her fl- you don't fuck with her or her flower pot hats. There's so many flower pot hats in this movie; they're terrifying. All right, Mm-mm. so boys, I think we've done this movie. Yes. Okay. So, yes. um, Stephen, what's going on with you before we wrap up? Where can people find out more about you? And do you have any shows that are going on? Uh, I actually do not. I don't have uh, anything going on. Probably till Christmas Carol again, and that won't start up until. Uh, November Christmas brand. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Jeff may may have you start festooning early. You never know with <laughs> with Jeff Senzel. Um, <laughs> um, well, you mentioned before we started a podcast, your uh, comedy podcast that people can hear you on. Uh, yes, it's called uh, How to Fall in Love the Hard Way. And if you just, uh, it is nowhere near. Well, it is. It is very sexual in a different, in a much, much different way than the ghost in Mrs. Ticket was. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can just search that. Well, on- understand, but because is Don, it, did Don not show up to work on it? Because if he didn't, then there's no, you cannot possibly achieve that level uh, of no. raw sexuality. <laughs> no, 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 he did not. <laughs> uh, but you can just search that up on wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll come up. And uh, yeah, it's ep- how to fall in love the hard yes. way. Um, and uh, I think at least up to episode three is out, possibly four. But again, the important hmm. episodes are two and ten. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Two and ten. No particular. <laughs> Excellent. So, Trey, what's going on with you? Where can people find him? Well, they know all about you, but tell them anyway. Oh, well, I'm on Damn You, Uncle Lewis, with you, me, and the wonderful Maya Murphy. Uh, we talk about the wonderful TV show Friday the 13th, the series, and everything Roby. Mickey, Jack. Yeah. And actually, I'll say on that podcast, when we're done, we always come up with alternate castings of who we cast as characters. I have an alternate casting for this movie. Go on. For Halcyon, I was getting strong Angela Lansbury in Death on the Nile vibes. 100%. That's 100%. Give Mrs. Maxwell a cocktail instead of some tapioca, and you got 100%. Just Salome, Salome made me think of Salome. Salome, absolutely. Salome Otterborn. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's all I've got for you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this crazy afternoon. Thank you for celebrating my birthday with me. And let's hope that for my birthday this year, it's finally the knots landing that we've been praying for. Atta boy, Patrick. Atta boy, Trey. Atta boy, Steven. Atta boy, Steven. Get off my show. We're out.
boy, that was super fun and super long and super fabulous. Thank you so much once again to Stephen Wagner and Trey Dean for coming out and hanging out on my birthday. Yay. So even though we talked about the ghost and Mr. Chicken for a really long time, I still got one more thought for you, the big gay takeaway. Because yes, in the town of Rachel, there were those two evil gays. And we focused a lot on Ollie and his downfall, how he never saw the light and never got behind Don Knotts, never did the right thing and wound up alone with no beard to hide behind. And good for him. He deserves it. However, we never talked about what happens to Dick Sargent, the other mean gay. Because there is a tale of redemption, the tale of turning things around. Because, yes, he is an evil gay. Yes, he is the one who's orchestrating this plot. Well, he thinks he's orchestrating the plot. He's the one who writes the article that gets Don Knotts him in the paper suit. But when that court case comes cracking down, he realizes that he has to stay true to his journalistic nature. In order to do that, he has to support Don Knotts. He sees the light. He fights for good. And when Ollie comes crawling around at the end of the movie, he's like, hey, baby, you want something? He can be like, fuck off, evil gay. I'm a good gay now. Just goes to show that it's never too late to see the light, do the right thing, and turn an evil gay into a good gay. And speaking of good gays, we have one more month of Scream Queen's goodness left to go before I wrap for the summer. And, oh, boy, it's Pride Month. Yay! So I've got two very special movies in store for you this gay pride season. And I want to give you the heads up now because they are doozies. First up is a little ditty from 2022 called The Estate. No, this is not the upcoming Tony Collette movie. No, not that estate. This is an evil, twisty, super sexy, super queer comedy thriller that's on Hulu right now. And it stars Eric Roberts. We want The Estate starring Eric Roberts on Hulu. It's about this rich, spoiled gay boy and his evil stepmom who they devised this evil plot to knock off their skin flinty father, played by Eric Roberts. You know, all they have to do is kill one guy. Oh, it would happen to fall into the lap, the perfect boy toy bisexual assassin. So, yeah, so it's just three people and have to knock off one guy to make a gazillion dollars. How difficult can it be? Very very fun, very twisty, very, very queer. You will love it. And finally, the Australian movie from 2016 called Boys in the Trees, which is a um, Del Toro-esque dark fantasy uh, about two boys having to take a walk home on Halloween night and uh, and tell each other stories along the way. And the lines of reality become thinner and thinner. And, well, you get the idea. It's super spooky, super poignant, and Willie packs a wallop. That one is not available streaming at the moment, so you're going to have to hunt that one down. Boys in the Trees and the Estate for Gay Pride Month. They're going to be fabulous. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay, it is time to wrap this puppy up. If you had a good time, I hope you did. And if you did, please hit that follow button on whatever podcast listening device that you have. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so on all the social medias. The links are all down there in your show notes. So please use them. Say hi to me. I'm always happy to hear you. So until... Hear from you, rather. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place and never, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay fabulous. See you next time. Bye! Let me
music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.